basketball. It's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the All Pacers podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram at all.pacers for all your daily Pacers news and content, and join the great community of fans we have there. As always, this is Jeremy, and I'm joined by Jack and Breezy. What's up, guys? What up? Hey, fellas. Top of the morning to ya. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Top of the morning and a tip of the hat. Guys. <laughs> Jeez. All right. I probably know the answer, but it's always it's never good to assume. Where were you January 31st, 1989? <laughs> Jeremy, were you a fetus yet? Uh, no, my parents weren't even married yet. All right. Well, that don't mean nothing. Man. Yeah, and I, I haven't was just met a, my parents. I was just a twinkle in my father's eye. Gross. Just, well, that's... I don't know what to <laughs> What's say. What's gross about that? <laughs> if you have to ask, you don't know. Hey, my parents also weren't married yet. Cool. So uh, Neither our, were mine because they were in middle school. Anyways. <laughs> How old are well, you? Well, I'll tell you where I was, though. I was in New York... New York, Madison Square Garden, Pacers taking on the Knicks. Uh, the Knicks won this game, unfortunately, 120 to 111. But uh, Chuck Persons, Chuck, no, I'm sorry, it's just one person. <laughs> it's not multiple persons. Chuck Person logged 43 minutes and dropped a Pacers career high, 47 points. Whoa. Uh, he shot, God, he shot 18 of 30. Uh, the most shocking number in all these stats from this box score, probably that Chuck Person shot six threes in a game in 1989. Wow. He probably got a lot of spankings after that for <laughs> even shooting more than one. Wait, who was the coach at the time? Rick Carlisle. Did Rick Carlisle spank Chuck Person? Is this breaking news? Uh, yes. <laughs> he went full Adrian Peterson on him. Oh. Oh, so, like, not even friendly? You you know who else spanked Chuck Person? Who? The United States justice system. <laughs> they did. <laughs> not really. They slapped him on the wrist. Well, they slapped him with the $91,000 fee, and then he had to serve 200 hours of community service. I guess he probably... I mean, that's probably a good portion of how much money he has. <laughs> Dude, this is crazy. Okay, this is crazy. I just looked for real who the coach was. So in the 88-89 season. We did let it slide that he said Rick Carlisle. Yeah, I didn't even think twice didn't about sense. it. Yep. <laughs> Look, Rick Carlisle was probably in middle school then. Uh, Is Rick Carlisle <laughs> your dad? <laughs> no. I almost said I wish, but I don't wish that for real. Uh, <laughs> in the 88-89 season, guess how many. Don't look at my computer. Guess how many coaches the Pacers had this season. Three. No. Jack. One. No, they had four coaches. Wow. Really? Jack Ramsey went 0-7. They fired him. Went to Mel Daniels, who went 0-2. Pacer legend. Well, not, Two a, games not a coaching coach. legend. They were like, all right, this has got to end. They went to George Irvine, who went 6-14. and And then they topped it off with Dick Versailles. <laughs> <laughs> they finished it out. What's his name? <laughs> they finished it out with Dick Versace. <laughs> what a name. Wow. Dick Versace went 22 for 31. Uh, 431 or 22 and 31? That's a ring of honor Wait, name. What did I say? He went 22 and 31. Yeah. That's a ring of honor name. Dick, Dick Versace Vers is in the ring of honor for names. Yeah, God. Dick Versace. Welcome to the All Pacers Pod Ring of Honor Names. So, yeah, uh, shout out to Jack Ramsey, Mel Daniels, George Irvine, and Dick Versace. All right, we got to trim this segment down so much. For their contributions to uh, Pacers lore. And shout out to Chuck Persons in this losing effort at 47 points. All right, well, thank you for taking us on that journey of a stat with you there, Breezy. Uh, Jack, you got some shout outs today? I do have some shout outs. And uh, Jeremy, Austin, I, I would love to announce here that we are officially tied for the second most reviewed Pacers podcast in the world. Yeah. Yeah, everyone Woo. stand up and give us a whoop. You did it. <laughs> if you're pumped. Hey, 
You guys, it wasn't us who did it. It was all of our fans out there. We're so thankful for you. You're the real um, MVPs. Yeah, you are the real MVPs, and I am crying now um, just so I can match Kevin Durant's. You're the real MVP speech. But, yes, we have 60 reviews, five-star reviews, too. Um, we're tied with Jeremiah Johnson and Pat Boylan, who both work for the Pacers, which and they've done hundreds of episodes. That's a huge deal for us. So we're thankful for you guys. Um, we love the support, and, you know, I mean, for us – Doing this podcast, we we never expected something like this. We wanted to have a community for fans to uh, learn more about the Pacers and have fun talking about the Pacers. And you know what? We're accomplishing that, and you guys are supporting us through it. So thanks for that. Um, but I do want to give some shout-outs this week for some people who left reviews. So without further ado, here's these names. Um, first, we have... I'm going to mispronounce so many of these. First, we you have... always s- do. Six Lex, six Lex Shiavi. That can't be right. I have a feeling it's Alex Shiavi, but he wears number six or she, uh-huh. but probably a he. Don't assume. Or a she. <laughs> 2019. Yeah, no, no assuming. Um, so thank you, Six Lex Shiavi. Next, we have Matrix underscore Cookie 88. It's a good one. Do you think he's number 88 after Goga, Goatga, or Marvin Harrison, maybe? Probably both. You think both? His two favorite <laughs> His two players favorite all time. Players. Hey, thanks, Matrix Cookie. Next, we have Barbara Sr. Um, thank you, Barbara. Uh, we're, we really appreciate you listening to our podcast. And then finally, we have the Chris Pratt. The Chris Pratt? Yeah, not to be confused with the actual Chris Pratt. Oh. <laughs> Just someone named the Chris Pratt. It's pretty misleading. Yes. So, Jeremy, those are I'd, I'd read four there. I'm sure we got more. I'm, I'm very confident that I missed some. Yeah, as always, let us know if Jack missed you, and we'll yeah. try and read you in the future. Yes, and that name that I feel like I've been missing every week, I still feel like I'm missing that name because it wasn't any of these. So, hey, if, you, if you're that guy who's who told me like six weeks ago that uh, I forgot to give you a shout-out, then hit me up. But I'll probably still forget. <laughs> I don't even know who it is anymore. So um, I think we have a few here that are good names. I don't, I don't know how you feel about these. We got Matrix Cookie 88. I like that one a lot. I like that one. We have Barbara Sr. We got Chris Pratt. The Chris Pratt. Yeah, rip off. Rip off? What if, that's his actual name. He ripped him off. <laughs> his parents named him after their his favorite Parks and Rec actor. clearly have a time machine. Yeah, and they clearly. knew Chris Pratt would be famous. Honestly. So, um, the Chris Pratt. Sorry, you did not make the cut. Barbara Sr., you did, you did not make the cut. Six lefts. I can't say that name. Six Licks. Stop trying. Please. <laughs> I can't do it. Alex or whatever. You did not make the cut. Matrix underscore Cookie 88. What do you guys think? I say yes. I say no. Austin, what do you think? Uh, I've never seen the Matrix, so it's a no for me, dog. Oh, that's two Ooh, no's wow. one. Yes. Sorry, Matrix Cookie. Never seen the Matrix. I haven't seen a lot of movies. Name a movie. I probably haven't seen it. The Waterboy. I've seen that at least 20 times. The Lion so. King. I've seen The Lion King. Actually, I was thinking about it the other day. I feel like everyone's seen The Lion King. If some supervillain came up to me and said, Jack, this guy over here, and he points to some dude or whatever, and he says, this guy, you have to say a movie that he has seen and you will live. But if you name a movie that he hasn't seen, you die. I'd say Lion King. Sounds like the world's worst (laughs) supervillain. I'm just saying, man. I've look. If if you asked me to pick a movie that every that there's a chance that most people have seen in the world, I'd say Lion King. Yeah, Lion King's up there for sure. Yeah, maybe some Avengers stuff. I don't know. Maybe that's, that's just kind of newer. So I thought about that. Though. Like Endgame would be good. Frozen. I haven't seen Frozen. I, I haven't. Even know I've I said seen that. parts of Frozen. Yeah. So look, <laughs> that's not that's not a good sign. Every child has seen Frozen. Yes. Very that, good. That might not be true. <laughs> I don't know. Too much movie stuff. Anyway. Anyway. So. uh Sorry about that, Matrix Cookie. You did not make it to the Ring of Honor, but keep sending us good reviews, good names, all of you guys out there who haven't done that yet. Listen to this podcast. Keep listening. Send us some reviews and uh, help us grow this podcast even more. So, Jeremy, what do we have first? Uh, As a special pod, since we're getting so many reviews, we wanted to do a mailbag today, and we'll be getting to that in just a minute. But first, we wanted to talk about uh, the Paul George stuff that came out recently. We were recording this on... Tuesday, December 10th, Pacers just lost to the Clippers last night. Paul George really showed out, but he got booed on every every time he touched the ball. He got well-deserved. And then after the game, he had some comments about, you're booing the wrong person and blah, blah, blah. 
And uh, we just wanted to talk about that for a hot second here. Jack, what were your thoughts about everything you said? Well, to be honest, Jeremy, I was so angry. And I've never, I haven't liked Paul George since he left and the way he left because, first of all, he made it to where Indiana seems like the worst place in the world for any other superstar who wants to look for a new team. And, I mean, with all the stuff, that, I mean, he was walking around bashing his team. There was all those Roy Hibbert sleeping with his girlfriend rumors. There was the story about him offering to pay a stripper a million dollars to get an abortion. And, I mean, if you're asking me if he ha- if he's a high-character dude, like, I don't, I don't think that resembles a high-character dude. And I don't think the Pacers would agree to have someone there who's the face of their franchise who time and time again, time and time again, keeps making bad decisions. So when he said this stuff, to me, I'm like, well, maybe, maybe like Pritchard or Nate McMillan didn't mesh with him well, but like, what's the worst thing that could have happened? Worst thing that could have happened was he is removed from the team, which is what happened. And like, someone can say whatever they want. I mean, he can say whatever he wants, but like, he's off the team, which is what he wanted. And I mean, it, the reason he was mad was because why? I mean, I, I don't even remember what well, I was I think talking you about, hit the but. nail on the head. I don't think he got along with Nate McMillan. And Nate was first-year head coach. He was, well, at, at for the Pacers. He was letting Miles Turner grow into his role, um, and he was really preaching defense. And that was one of the things Paul George would say is that people aren't playing as hard as they need to be. And, like, he's pointing fingers everywhere, but he's not looking in the mirror. Maybe maybe you need to step up He was up a pointing bit. fingers everywhere. Like that CJ Miles in the playoff shot. Paul George went to the press conference. First thing he said was CJ should have passed me the ball. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you passed to him. He had nothing else to do. But also he was saying stuff like he had a dark moment earlier in the season where he wasn't having fun or whatever. And then he said there's a dark cloud over the whole team and they weren't playing well. Well, these are things that you can overcome if you try and just talk to your teammates and work together instead of going to the media and complaining all the time. And the strip club. Who knows? Maybe. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, yeah, I, I think he handled it poorly like he has in most situations yeah. in his career. I mean, it's just annoying. Like, if you say there's stuff with front office or KP or whatever, but you don't want to talk about it, then don't talk about any of it. Just leave it all. Yeah, he teed it up and didn't even say anything. It's, there's no point. There's, there's no substance to what he said. Either there's something you want to tell us and go ahead and tell us or just... Don't talk about it at all until right. you're ready to tell the whole story and let it come out that way. It's Which just, my hunch it's annoying this, to do it this way. My hunch is that he's waiting to come up with a fabricated story that fits this situation perfectly to make him look better. That's that's my I mean, I don't trust the dude anyways, but that's just my hunch. So he's he's butthurt that Indy is still booing him, which he deserves the boos, if you ask me. Yeah. Um so he just needs to get over it. But Well, I'm I'm on the record as a non Paul George hater, so I I don't know if he deserves the booze. He he was really good for us for a long time. But yeah, he does he should get over it. Like, hey, if Boyan Bogdanovich gets booed at games, Paul George definitely deserves booze. He did say it's an Indiana thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, that's we just wanted to talk about that for a second and we did. So we're moving on. Yes. Forget Paul George. Forget it. Cares. Let's uh let's answer some fan questions. Uh we got a ton of questions. If we're not able to get to yours today, we will get to yours in a future mailbag. Hopefully, we promise. Uh, you can always keep sending us questions. We'll save them and keep them ha- handy for whenever we do another one of these. Our first question comes from Andres from Spain. Whoa! So shout out worldwide. Spain, Indiana? We're, oh, that's Brazil, Indiana, I'm thinking of. Yeah. Spain, the country. Yes. Wow! We're like Pitbull. Yeah, worldwide. Worldwide. Worldwide, TM. good reference. We we TM'd that. No, so. we can't TM that. So we're gonna we're gonna strike that from the record. <laughs> Pump the brakes. Jack Andres asks, "Would the Pacers have won a championship if Paul George never left?" Okay. First of all, thanks a lot, Andres. We said forget Paul George, and you just bring <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, right way back to bring up. it back up, man. Time zone difference. That's what it is. He probably hasn't heard that. First That's how part time yet. zones work. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're in the future or the past. He's in the future. Oh. <laughs> It's hard to know directions. Is it clockwise or counterclockwise time zones? Like, how does that all work? Anyway, so Andres and everyone else listening, here's my thoughts. So Paul George got tra- or got traded in the offseason after the 2016-2017 season. Here's his team in 2016-2017. Best performers on that team was Paul George had 23.7 points a game. Second best points per game was Jeff Teague, 
with 15.3. Then there was Miles Turner, who was 20 at the time. And then Thad Young, Monte Ellis, CJ Miles, Lance Stevenson. Yeah. That's a bad team. However you want to look at it, that's a bad team. It's not great. So do I think they could have won a championship if they kept building around him? Yeah, I mean, maybe. Paul George kept getting better and better. And um, after he left Indiana, I mean, in OKC, he was a MVP candidate. In LA, he's looking good already. I mean, it's only been a few games. But, like, with that team they had, if they kept growing around Jeff Teague, Miles Turner, Thad Young, Monte, et cetera, I mean, they'd change the team, obviously, over time. But they'd keep growing around Miles Turner. Right, he'd be their centerpiece. Obviously, Miles Turner hasn't developed the way that everyone expected him to, and he's not a top four player on a championship team. No, uh, maybe top four. I guess if he's in the right system, it depends as yeah. a rim protecting center. Yeah, it depends. Okay, so maybe top four, but definitely not a wingman, which we would have had to go out and get one. It depends how good or how well Paul George develops at that point. Right. But if you're asking me from then until now, if Paul George could have won a championship, or was it for the whole career or until now? Did, it was, was the. It was just. Would the Pacers have won a championship if he never left? No, I say no, because the best chance he had was when the Pacers were playing out grind him out defense with Roy Hibbert, David West, George Hill, and Paul George, and I'm not including Lance Stevenson. But when we had that team that could grind out player, grind out other teams on defense, win in the 90s or low 100s, rarely. But when we had that team, that's when we could compete and after that was all gone and we didn't have good big men anymore I mean we had young Miles Turner but like I I just don't think there was any hope he was he's a good player and he was for the Pacers but after the 2013-2014 season and 2014-2015 or was it and 2012 2013 I think our window closed there and Paul George's time I mean came to an end for at least a brief stand I mean we could have continued to build around him some other way but no and up until this point no I'm I'm with you um I think we know that the Pacers organization is really good at team building. If you just look at look back at the last like 25 years, every time we go down, we build right back up and we're really good again within a few years. So we know that they're capable of doing that. I just don't think Paul George as the centerpiece is going to be able to win you a championship. Plus when you factor in all the injury stuff he's gone through, who yeah. knows how that turns out and I just think it's too much. To Got ask. some bum shoulders too, and they already had Miles Turner when Paul George was there, and they were going to continue to build around him. And I mean, it's it can't. I'm sure it would be crippling for them. I'm. They could have gone out and got different players, but Paul George would have gotten more money at this point, and we would have just been in a pickle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so no, I don't think so. I, that's my that's my final answer, Jeremy. You also don't think so. Correct. Over his career, could he? Maybe. I mean, he probably will. I, I can. I think they're going to win this year. So I think he is going to win a championship as the second best player on a team. But I don't. I just. I don't know if it ever would have happened in Indy. All right, Jeremy Zach from Indiana asks: If Turner doesn't improve and isn't a Pacer in three years, will he leave being the all-time blocks leader for the Pacers over Jermaine O'Neal? Here's what I know: If from today, Miles Turner played three full seasons and averaged two and a half blocks per game in those three full seasons, he still would not be passing Jermaine O'Neal. So, no, he would not be <laughs> the blocks leader. Wow, that's great math. That was a very definitive answer, too. He would have to step it up a lot and then also play every game because we're already like 20-something games into this season, so he's already behind. So, yeah, it would take a lot for him to have to pass Jermaine. Where's he ranked right now? Do you he remember? is like fifth or sixth. He's... Pretty low. He is sixth. Uh, it, here we go. I'll count it down. Six, Miles Turner. Five, Dale Davis. Four, Roy Hibbert. Hey. Three, Herb Williams. Two, Rick Smith. And one, Jermaine O'Neal. Hey, I love how you said Herb Williams <laughs> instead of Herb Williams. Herb. <laughs> Herb and Spices Williams. That's his nickname, probably. Probably. All right. Um, I... I agree with you, Jeremy, because I didn't do the math. I left that question for you. There you go. <laughs> there, there you have it. Um, if he stays with the Pacers longer than that, yeah, he's on He's on track. Yeah, eventually, like two and a half rebounds, um, two and a half blocks per game is easily doable for yeah. him. So give him four seasons and he'll pass him. But he also hasn't played 82 full, games yeah. since, what, 
four years ago or something. Yeah. So the only the only thing that will stop him from being the leader is not playing out his career here, essentially. Which is possible. Yep. He hasn't played 82 games in his career. He's played 81. He played 81 games in 2016, 2017. Paul George's last season. Then he played 65, 74, and he's played 16 this year. Anyway, Jeremy, what's the next question? Uh, we got Chris from Toledo. Oh, Toledo, home of the Mud Hens. Really? Yeah, they they're I think they're in the Louisville Bats division in. Oh, I thought it would be like a women's roller derby thing some or something. Minor league baseball talk for you guys. Some bonus. <laughs> Thank you for the minor league baseball. Uh, Chris from Toledo asks, "Why did you guys want to take over this account from the last owner?" Ooh, great question. But before we do that, I have one of my best buddies from college used to say. Man, that was the size of Toledo when anything was big. So all I know about Toledo is that it's a large place. Isn't there a TV character that says Holy Toledo or something? I have no idea. We Maybe. don't know much about Toledo is I what can, we're trying I to can, say. I can hear Robin saying, Holy Toledo, Batman. <laughs> can you? I, I guess I could, the way you said that. Um, where's Toledo? Ohio. Oh, that makes sense. Because I, I went to college in Ohio. <laughs> I believe there's a Toledo in Spain, so this could be another oh, European guy. I don't oh, know. interesting. I like All to right. learn. So, Chris from Spain or Ohio or wherever you're from. Spain, Ohio. Spain, Ohio. So, when we were first offered the opportunity to take over this Instagram, I mean, I, I, I thought immediately, like, bummer, this community was great. I don't want this to end. But... We were, we were asked to take over, and I thought, okay, this is a good opportunity. I love doing graphic design. I love talking about the Pacers, and I love this community, period. So why wanted I? I just needed to make time to do it and pulled in some of my buddies to do it. We got Jeremy and Austin helping me out in tons of ways. But, um, yeah, this is our thing. We, we love the Pacers. We love to talk about the Pacers. We want to do this for our jobs one day if we ever get that opportunity. Um, and that's that's why we love this Pod, I don't know what to call it, this outlet. Community. This community. Yeah, I mean, we love this community, um, and this is really hard to talk about. Getting real choked up over there. And all of you, especially Matrix Cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so we wanted to take this over originally because we love talking about the Pacers. We love this community, and uh, we, we just love talking to you guys about the Pacers. Which is, I mean, that's the big three things. We love those first things. It combines to the third thing. That's it. But when we started it, we never thought it'd turn into a podcast. We never thought it'd turn into the second most popular podcast in the world for the Pacers. Um, And we never thought about originally the idea of maybe this becoming our jobs one day. This was just something fun to do. And um, that's that's one of our goals now is like we want to continue to bring media to this void in Indy with the Pacers. And... We are trying to do that, and we're so thankful that you guys are coming along on the journey with us. So, yeah, that's we, we want to take it over for the community, and uh, we've loved every second of it. Oh, look who it, the question is from next. The one and only Matrix, Matrix Cookie 88. 88. Making another appearance on the pod today. Thank you, Matrix Cookie. We should put Matrix Cookie in the title of this podcast. From upstate New York. Uh, Matrix Cookie asks... What, in your opinion, are the best haircuts in Pacers history? Ooh, good question, my friend. Let me tell you, we both have thoughts. We both have thoughts. I haven't ranked them. I've listed a ton, and I'm sure you'll list a ton. I'll type them up, and then we'll decide which ones are the best. Or did you rank yours at all, Jeremy? I did not rank mine. All right, perfect. So we're in the same boat here. We're going to just name off a bunch. I do have a clear number one, though. Oh, awesome. I probably have a clear number one, too. I just have to look at it. Um... So, Matrix Cookie and everyone else listening, here's some of my choices for best haircuts. These are my notable haircuts. Uh, first of all, I have George Hill when he dyed his hair blonde. No, as best? No, 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 no. These are just notable haircuts over the years. Oh. This is not my best. I he, said first. That is my hands-down worst haircut. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I wanted to throw it in there. All right. So, these, no particular order. Let me clear that up again. Okay. Next, Rick Smith's his mullet. Always a crowd pleaser. All right. Luis Scola's hair, just in general, great hair. He's on my list. Oh, good. Flowing locks. Flowing locks. Yeah. Beautiful hair. Argentinian hair. Yeah. Uh, I included Brian Bowen's hair here. I don't necessarily love it. I think there's too much hair going on. If it was a little shorter, it might look better. It's good. I like it. Um, I got. Uh, I wrote Anthony Bennett here, but that's not what I meant to write. What was his name? Uh, Andrew Bynum. Oh. 
Andrew Bynum's bowl Anthony cut. Anthony Bennett? Yeah, why did I put Anthony Bennett? I no idea. I have Andrew Bynum's bowl cut when he was on the bench. Uh, Ron Artest one time shaved the words true warrior into the back of his hair, and it was spelled T-R-U-W-A-R-I-E-R. That's a good one. Very misspelled. <laughs> uh, I have Jermaine O'Neal's dreads plus headband. Nice. Yeah, that's an, that's an easy one for me. He I, was on my list as well. I included friend of the pod Scott Pollard's mutton chops. I had any Scott Pollard haircut. That's good. I'll take his career. He did so much. It's yeah. It's really good. Did you know, Jeremy, the first NBA video game I ever played was NBA Live 2004, and Scott Pollard was on that Pacers team, so I used to throw, throw alley-oops to him. Nice. Because they had this broken thing in NBA Live 04 when if you just press right trigger 2 or whatever it was on the PlayStation 2, uh-huh. they'd throw an oop and they'd never miss. So all you'd have to do is run down the court, press R2, and they dunk it. So Scott Pollard probably scored so many points with him. Next, I have Reggie's high top that one game. Yeah. Also, Reggie's bald head is is a it's pretty iconic. good one, too. Yeah. It's, it's an iconic who he was. bald head. So yeah, his high top was nice. That was when he was younger. I have Chris Mullen's army buzz cut. Uh-huh. I don't even know what you'd call it. Army fade? It's high top. High top. Fade. Short high top. I don't know. I don't eh, know. Whatever. Chris Mullen's hair, which I don't like it. We just clear that up. Just thought I'd put it here for notable it's haircuts. It's weird you're throwing in bad haircuts. Well, just notable haircuts in a is what good I haircut is, question. Yeah, you're right. I'm gonna continue with my notable <laughs> haircuts. Uh, I have Jordan Hill's threads or dreads. Threads. His Jordan dreads, Hill had really good dreads. Really yeah. long. It's the Louis Scola version of dreads. Yes. Very, very long, flowy, beautiful hair. <laughs> I have Miles Turner's rookie year pineapple haircut. That's what I always called it. See, I still go Samurai Miles is my favorite. Yeah, I will always disagree on this. I loved his pineapple haircut. It reminded me of SpongeBob. I thought if he ever dyed it green, it'd be awesome. <laughs> it's so weird. I always, I always thought that. I just thought it was a cool haircut. Anyway, and finally, I have Billy Knight, Pacer legend. His thick afro that turned into a beard, but there's no seam. Yeah, it was just continuous. It, went all, it was like that magnetic hair guy uh-huh. with the red nose. No, I'm thinking Willie Willie. Yeah, yeah, Wooly Willie. It's the same guy. Is it? Yeah. No, it's not. I guarantee it. Whoa, weird. Someone fact check us and send it to us. Um, it's like when you have the the black hair with the magnet pin and you drag it around. It's seamless, just like Billy Knight's hair. So that th- those are those are my picks for notable haircuts. We can come up with the best ones here in a minute. Maybe we can do top three. But what do you have? Uh, well, you said all mine because you just did notable haircuts. Oh, shoot. What, do you have any extras? <laughs> I have the number one haircut all time for the Pacers, Darnell Hillman. Darnell Hillman. He played. He was in the ABA Pacers, two-time ABA champion, by the way. Okay. Uh, in At the 1997 ABA reunion, he was voted best Afro in the ABA. He had the most majestic Afro of all time. Whoa! Also, his nickname was Doctor Dunk because he would cram it, and he won a dunk contest. Um, looking at his so, afro. If you guys don't know Darnell Hellman, look him up for a number of reasons because he was Whoa. amazing in the seventies. Dude, I've never seen such a perfect circle yeah, for an it's afro. Great. This it's is amazing. unreal. It's like those old time images where there's a saint there with the golden <laughs> with sun the behind them. Yeah. yeah. That's what he looks like, yeah. but with an afro. I said I wasn't kidding when I had a clear number one. Like Whoa, this and it was voted away. best fro? Yeah. Dude, that's notable. Wow, I I would have never thought Darnell Hillman. Here you go. In number a million one. years. Number one all time. Wow, Look him dude. Up. What, did you have any others that we missed? Uh, I had Louis Scola like you did. Anything Scott Pollard. And I had Blonde George Hill as worst. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, Blonde George Hill as worst. <laughs> um, so let's decide our best ones. I told you mine. So yours is Darnell Hillman? Yeah, no question. Okay. I like Jermaine O'Neal's dreads plus headband. It's I think it's look. iconic. But is it is it a good look because of the headband? Yes. It adds to it. It does. So it, it's kind of like cheating. It's his thing. It's kind of... It's like it's a performance-enhancing drug. It is. Um, I liked Miles Mar- Turner's rookie year hair. I'd yep. never seen anything like it before. It's, now everybody has it. Yep, now everybody has it. He's a trendsetter. Um, I love the thick fro from Billy Knight to seamless beard uh-huh. combination. Loved that. Darnell Hillman has a nice fro. It's amazing. Wow. And if he's a, an award-winning fro wearer. Yeah. Voted on by other ABA players. Like, the best of the best fros. Dude, unreal. I I did not know that. So, yeah, I think he's definitely in consideration. So, so yeah, there's those are our haircuts. Um, I'm going to vote Darnell Hillman as my number one. Yes. I You've convinced you would. me. He's so good. 
Oh, I didn't even mention Demonis Sabonis' crew cut, which you adamantly were all about last week. I said it's it's good. No, you said it was the best haircut you'd ever seen. I, I did not say that. <laughs> Something like that. I'm paraphrasing. A, I said it's a good haircut. All right, all right, all right. So, yeah, Darnell Hillman, Miles Turner, rookie year. Reggie's high top for sure makes it for me. Jermaine O'Neal's dreads. And um, I forgot his name again. Not Anthony Bennett. What was his name? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Andrew Bynum. <laughs> Andrew Bynum's bowl cut definitely makes the cut for me. Nice. So, yeah, those are those are my top five. There it is. All right, Jeremy. Let's move on to our next question, which Jeremy has been so excited about this. This is a really good one. If you were to recast the original Star Wars movie using only current Pacers, who would play who? And this is from Charlie from St. Louis. And Jeremy, before we say anything about this, let me ask you a question. Okay. Don't you think Star Wars should be called Stars War because it's one war but multiple stars? It's not one war. It's multiple wars. But I'm talking the original movies when they came out was just one war. They've recently True. added to it, so it is now Stars Wars. Well, in his universe, there were multiple wars already. Okay, so it should be Stars Wars. Well, no, it's just in in the up in the stars. It's just a Star War happens. You get war in the stars. So we agree, Star War. Yeah, okay, sure, Star War. <laughs> okay. Which also brings me to my second question. <laughs> okay. So there's a new Paul Rudd movie coming out called Ghostbuster. Right. G- Ghostbusters. Yes. But it should be called Ghostbusters. You think too much about this. No, no, no. It should, though, right? Because it's not one ghost. It's Ghostbusters. Yeah, but it, does, it doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right, but they're what they're Marketing doing Marketing is, is a huge part of they're it. They're just lazy is what it is. They're not writing the name well. They need to come up with a better name. I think it's written well. It should be Specters Busters or something like that. <laughs> Spectre, Spectre Busters. Or Ghouls Busters. That's, it's getting worse, honestly. That's So it should be Ghostbusters. It should be Ghostbusters. But there's more than one ghost. Not a, Maybe not at a time. If you're just doing one ghost, it's, you're a Ghostbuster. Maybe this is something you don't need to think about anymore. Because <laughs> that's really weighing on you in the morning. All right, so let's, let's get back to Star Wars. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Jeremy, if you were to recast the original Star Wars movie using only current Pacers, who would play whom? All right, I thought a lot about this. And I don't think there's one right answer, but I, I feel like I have a pretty good answer. Do you want me to start naming some characters? I got a list here. Okay, I got, yeah, I got you a, do your I got thing. a good list. I just wanted to be included, but... Uh, I'm going to start with the dark side, the Empire, some some evil characters here. Uh, Darth Vader, and this is not a current pacer. Darth Vader is Paul George. Oh! He turned to the dark side. He left Indiana. He talked about there being a dark cloud and... All this, all these dark moments. He like, was transitioning. Clearly, he is Darth Vader, dude. Like, that's so good. It's easy. He started out as Anakin. He did. He, and you thought, yeah, this could be the best player on a championship team. Yeah, Anakin could be the hero of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. But he slowly transitioned, saw the dark cloud, became evil, yep. turned into Darth Vader. Darth dude, Vader. That's so good. I know it said current Pacers, but that was worth. I it. couldn't help it. I that had to. I had to do that. I can. No current Pacer is evil. So true. Uh, another emperor person, Grand Moff Tarkin. Who? <laughs> He's the Grand Moff Grand Moff Tarkin. He's the I bad guy. No idea who that is. He's he runs the Death Star. He's the guy who orders. Oh, I was the thinking planet's blown up. That might be Darth Maul's secret name or something with the no. two lightsabers. <laughs> Jack is not a Star Wars, not a Star Wars. aficionado. And if you're not, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Maybe go we'll deep. recast the movie like Rudy or something. So next Grand Moff week. Tarkin, guy who orders planets to be blown up, is LeBron James. <laughs> So two not current Pacers. Ultimate enemy of the Rebel Alliance. Love it. Uh, so yeah, there's there's your two bad guys. Wow, we'll get them out of the way. So LeBron is Darth Moff. Darth Brit. I can't even remember what his name. Grand was. Moff. That's a title. Grand Moff is Grand a title. Moff. It's like a governor. Oh, okay. his name is Tarkin. Tarkin. Grand Moff Tarkin. There you go. LeBron James. Grand Moff LeBron. Yeah, kind of like Grandma LeBron, but not. All right. Anyway, Jeremy. <laughs> All right, we're going to start in an obvious spot with Luke Skywalker. This is Malcolm Brogdon. Oh, not what I was expecting. He's new to it, and he's really carrying your team right now. He's playing great. He's doing big things. Malcolm Brogdon. Luke Skywalker got his hand chopped off. Not in the first one. Oh. We're, talking, we're doing just episode four here, by the way. I would just have had no four. idea. Uh, Leia, who at this time you don't know is a Skywalker, Miles Turner. <laughs> <laughs> Important but not as important as some of these other guys on this team. Nice. There you go. Uh, let's do some fun ones here. Han Solo. That's Sabonis. 
Oh. He's flying in when he needs something big. He's putting up the big shots, clearing the way for everybody else. And his lovable sidekick, Chewbacca, is Goga. Yeah. <laughs> he's not sure what's going on yet, but he's figuring it out. If you point him in the right direction, he's going to do good things for you. Dude. Lovable sidekick, Goga. You know. Go- Goga has definitely not reached Chewbacca level of importance yet. True. But I love the sidekick part. Yeah, I think Goatga has potential what to he is, be right? a Chewbacca. He, he's a sidekick. He's going he's gonna to shoot. He's going to mess, mess things up for the other team. He's going to make it fun for everybody. Yeah, block some shots. Yeah, so hopefully that transition from Goatga to Chewbacca happens soon. And he gets covered in hair? or goat Goatbacca. He becomes a goat? Yes, that's it. Covered in hair. Once he grows more facial hair and grows his hair out, yes, he'll be Chewbacca. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Is he in the first one? Known as Old Ben in episode four. That is... Right now, that is Oladipo. Oh. Because he's going to have to come in and save the day, but right now he's hurt. He's kind of out in the, he's out in the desert. He's a ghost. He's learning his thing. Maybe he will come back as a ghost. Is he not a ghost in the first one? Yeah, uh, Dude, no. I get he, all these mixed up. He dies in episode four. Spoilers. Spoilers. So he, you don't actually see him as a ghost until episode five. Got it. But that's Oladipo. Most pow- powerful guy in episode four by far is... Obi-Wan. He fights Darth Vader and lets himself die. Oladipo would die for this team. Yeah, he would. That's that's my point. Dude, great point. All right, I, I love that. Oladipo, Juan, Kenobi. I got four more. Okay. All right, four more. Uh, you guys know Red Leader and Gold Leader. They lead the assault on the Death Star. <laughs> that's uh, TJ Warren and Jeremy Lamb. Yes. <laughs> They're letting it fly. They're shooting, hitting shots. Dude, that's so good. That You're easy. so good at this. Uh, C-3PO. Okay. All of the assistant coaches. <laughs> And that leads me to my final one, which is R2-D2, and that is, of course, Nate McMillan. <laughs> nice. Yes. So, Coach R2-D2. Yep. Any reason why, or do you just wanted to give him R2-D2? He's a brain. Yeah. He's guiding things. Oh, that's good. He has plans and stuff. He's a zapper. Yeah. Like, on his lower half. Nate McMillan probably has a zapper on his lower half. <laughs> what about Will Huff Tarkin? That is Grand Moff Tarkin. Oh. What about Greedo? Uh, Greedo's a bad guy. I don't. What Greedo, about Greedo might be uh, Lou Williams. Oh. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just first name you thought yeah. of. Okay, what about Owen and Beru Lars? So the <laughs> Owen and Beru. Oh. Those are Luke's uh, aunt and uncle. Okay. Who famously get burned to death by the Empire. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. So. Um, I don't know who they would be. I actually looked at them earlier and I was like, I don't know who this would be. Let's just give them to Nas and Brian Bowen. Okay, that works. No reason. I don't know much about him either. Uh, what about Chief Jawa? <laughs> You're just on the IMDb page. <laughs> so the lead Jawa, I'll say, I'll, I'll, we'll just make the Jawas the holidays. <laughs> the Jawas are the holidays. <laughs> oh, yeah. We didn't even give any holidays. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what about Jabba the Hutt? Oh, that's episode six, isn't it? He's sort of worked into the fourth one. It's annoying. What about Ponda Baba? <laughs> what kind of name is that? Alien names. I, I don't have anybody for any of these okay. other ones. You can stop asking me. Hey, this was just so fun. You're so good at that. I if I Star was to Wars. cast it, I would have had probably something very similar. Cool. For no reason. I probably wanted to. You would have cheated. You would have copied. I would have looked at yours. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, let's move on. We got to do that more often, though. We need to start casting more movies. I love Star Wars, so I'm, I'm going to. I'll cast all the Star Wars. Okay. Uh, real quick, who's Jar Jar Binks on the Pacers? Okay, there's no current, but all time it's Lance Stevenson. <laughs> nice. Just kind of fumbling around and good things happen somehow. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's easy. And can breathe underwater. Maybe. I guess we have no way of knowing. Jeremy, it's your turn to ask me. <laughs> all right, we got, a, we got a few questions here. All from Willem in Croatia. So Willem, thank you. We went with all three of yours because they're really good. The first one is... Assuming you've attended many games, what's your favorite game moment from the arena? That's a that's a tricky one. Um, my first memory going to a Pacers game is, and I'm sure I went to some before that, but I remember going in 06 to a playoff game. Um, I had a towel that I still have to this day, a little hand towel. Um, that was a good memory. I remember going to the 2013 and 2014 uh, Eastern Conference Finals games against the Heat. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy, I'm sure... All of us actually went together because yeah. I remember we were doing those package deals where it was $10 a ticket and we yep. were up in the balcony. So we were actually at that game when Dwayne Wade threw that full court pass to LeBron. Yep. 
or was it LeBron throw? No, it was Dwayne Wade to LeBron. He was falling out of bounds on the baseline. Yeah. Threw it full court to LeBron, who laid it in in an alley oop fashion. Um, that was fun. Those games were always great. I mean, even recently, like just going to the Jazz game now and getting to watch the team play. Or what was the other game we just went to? Not the Jazz. The other day when we went. Oh, the Cavs game. That was fun too. Like getting to hang out. So like all my memories are based around like my friends that I've gone with and the teams that we've gotten to watch but like uh I've been in San Diego as well for five years so I haven't gotten to be around this team very much so when they come to town I'd try to catch some games when I could up in LA but also LA is kind of (laughs) gross hate to say it so uh yeah I mean I love going to Pacers games and Jeremy uh we've had some good memories there together as well so like what are some of your favorite memories yeah my first game was I I don't even remember what it was it was in the 90s sometime so it was I couldn't tell you who they played. We sat up in the rafters, and it was super fun going to a game as a kid. Um, but, yeah, as far as favorite memories, it's Wait, hard. you sat in the rafters? Just wanted to yeah. ask this question. We actually snuck in, and my dad dangled me down so I could watch. Oh, was, and if he dropped you, I bet Boomer would have caught you when he swings down on that rope. Yeah, we're actually right by where he swings. Oh. It's pretty cool. So for, cool. Anyway. Seats. <laughs> uh, it's hard to pick one awesome moment. Like... Uh, I saw them crush the Bucks two years ago. That was great. So I'm crushed the Nuggets last year. That was also great. Uh, I know a game that was terrible that I, I went to. If you want that, let's hear it. Went to um, my younger, my youngest brother is a big Anthony Davis fan. So a few years ago, we went when uh, the Pelicans were in town, and Anthony Davis did not play, and Paul George got hurt in the first quarter, oh. and it was oh. miserable because Turner was already out. So Alexis Ajinka was destroying us somehow dude i uh i was at a game where alexia jeansa was it might have been the same we might have been at the same one but yeah he we won so it was fine it was just i don't want to watch that game yeah dude we might have been at the right the same game literally that's the same game we might have yeah i also saw uh george hill triple double against the Cavs, which was pretty good lebron and kyrie were out kevin love almost had a triple double as well though interesting it was a good game kevin love seems to play well against the pacers he does um, I did go to a Lakers game one time during Kobe's last season. My cousin and brother flew out to L.A. I was down in San Diego. I, I went up and met them at the game. They were playing the Orlando Magic, which Oladipo was on the Magic at the time. Kobe ended up not even showing up to the game. At one point, he walked. <laughs> this is the only time we saw him. So he, he kind of showed up. I don't count it as showing up, though. He walks out of the tunnel, waves, turns around. Gosh. Done. That's it. Period. <laughs> That's all we saw. They flew out to see Kobe yeah, in his last season. I didn't really care. I got to watch Oladipo play. Nice. Oladipo was amazing. And, yeah, I, I kind of knew then I wanted him to be a pacer. Yeah. So I'm glad it worked out. I mean, I always knew. I always knew I wanted him to be. Anyway, so that was our favorite memories. Austin, do you have a favorite memory? My favorite pacer's memory. Uh, I'm trying to remember when this was. It was like, oh, four, oh, five-ish. Anyways, it was Reggie Miller's last season, and they were playing the Pistons, which they went on to lose that series, but uh, it was a game where Reggie, like, I think they were down by a point, and then Reggie hit this three to put him up two with, like, 20, 30 seconds left. Place was going bananas. So that was really cool because, like, Reggie Miller was my, uh, probably my first, like, favorite athlete of any sport, honestly. Uh, so that was I got to see him a handful of times before he retired, um, and I got to see a, a few of those, not the same game that you're talking about, but I did get to see a few of those like Pacers Heat playoff games. I don't think I ever was at any of the like super memorable, close ones. Uh, but that you know it's always cool to like see Braun, D Wade, people like that. Yeah. So I actually did go to one game way back when, and I got a Jeff Foster signed jersey, or not jersey, t-shirt. Nice. (laughs) Not a jersey. Yeah. Um, Also, I have no idea where that is. So I for sure lost it. For sure. For sure. But I thought that was cool. Had it in my closet for years and years and years. Anyway, Jeremy, have you ever met or had an interaction with a Pacers player? This is from Willem from Croatia, by the way, these last three. Um, Yeah, so... Never with a current pacer, but I believe I said on the pod last week that I was in the Louisville pep band, and if I didn't say on the pod last week I was in the Louisville pep band, <laughs> I was in the Louisville pep band. <laughs> oh, were, were you? I was. Oh, wow. 
And uh, we got to a game, a tournament game early to watch IU play one time. They played VCU and beat them. And I met Oladipo and whatever Zeller was there at the time. Cody. In the tunnel afterwards. So that was cool. Not whatever Zeller. There's only one Zeller in Indiana. That's true. I couldn't have told you which one it was. I also, this I don't know if this counts, but I remembered that I went to see Romeo Langford's high school team play against Brian Bowen's uh, prep school, Lalu, in Newcastle. No way. And we yelled at Brian Bowen a lot because Romeo destroyed him, and it wasn't even close. You never knew you'd really hate Brian Bowen one day. Well, I love Brian Bowen now. You love him now, but you hated what he did to Louisville. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> you bring it up every I time. I know, because it's funny. It's funny as a Hoosier fan to laugh at Louisville fans for their pain. Yeah, I guess. Since we're living basically in Louisville. I got to laugh at Draymond for his pain. Oh, That was cool. Do not like that, dude. He walked off the... Louisville, we beat them in a uh, Elite Eight, and he walked off the floor crying because it was his last game, and I did laugh at him. Good. He deserved it. He did. He is one of my least favorite players in the NBA. It doesn't help that he was from Michigan State, and I'm a big IU fan. True. So... I met Oladipo one time, me and my buddy Seth, who we mentioned earlier. Yep. We went to a game. We stayed after. We got autographs from all the players. So I have, I made these custom Adidas IU shoes for whatever reason. I, I wore them like twice and then got them signed and never wore them again. But I got Oladipo to sign them. Actually, Cody Zeller signed it. Nice. And Yogi Ferrell signed it, my favorite player. Oh, there you go. Or my favorite non-Pacer player. My favorite Hoosier all time, for sure. Um, I can't even say that because Oladipo has to be, right? <laughs> right. But I just loved Yogi so much. We we entered college the same year. So you guys were like best friends? Different colleges, but it oh. just it was it was that you know, I was a freshman in college, he was a freshman at IU, I followed IU. So I loved Yogi. So best friends? I guess in a way. Oh, I mean yeah. I'm not gonna say no. He just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> anyway, uh so a few years ago in San Diego, I played on this worship team in this the college I was at, and we would play at different schools and churches around the area. And we actually went to the school called Foothills to play for their chapel, and they had hosts who were in high school at the time come up. There were two seniors. So one of them, I don't even know who it was, but there was this guy, TJ Leaf, who came up to host the oh, chapel. Whoa. Yeah, and he was a senior in high school at the time. I knew who he was because people at my school would uh, go to church with him or whatever. And so he comes up to announce uh, all the things that are going on for the school with this other dude. And I thought it was the coolest thing because I knew he was going to UCLA at the time. I was like, no way. I mean, yeah. like I get to be around this dude who's going to UCLA. And uh, yeah, so I'm sure I probably said something to him. I can't remember at this yeah. point. And uh, now we also slander his name so much. Constantly. But I do know that uh, I was at, I was working at the same chapel worship service as TJ Leaf. Nice. Yeah. So... I think that's it for me. Yeah, that's it for me. Let's move on. We've got one more from Villem. What's the best thing about Indiana that you would recommend to foreign visitors? I would suggest you fly into Indianapolis, get on 65 North, and just drive right on into Chicago and then have a really good time in <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> hey, Indy's great. Hey, uh, Okay, all right. We love Indy. I take it back. I would suggest you fly into Indy. And then get on 65 South and go to Louisville and just have a really good time Jeez. in Louisville. Hey, when you go to Louisville, we're, we're just right across the river. So come and pick us up. We'll hang out with you. Yeah, we love hanging out in Louisville. Yes. but So uh, there's two things to do not in Indiana. No. Best thing about Indiana, hands down. The Children's Museum. No. <laughs> it is. It's amazing. That's true. It did just win top 50 greatest places in the world for children. If you have kids, take them to the Children's Museum because I loved going there as a kid. Yeah. So fun. Um, but yeah, it did make top 50 funnest things to do for children in the world. Yeah. Also, Louisville Slugger Museum made it, which I thought was weird. That sounds boring. Yeah, I think so too. Anyway, so the best thing about Indiana, hands down, is the basketball culture, if, if you're into that. That's true. So they always say in 49 other states, it's just basketball. But in Indiana, I mean, in Indiana, it's a lifestyle. So like, if you want to watch a good game, this is the place to do it. High school arenas fill up like no other arena in the I country. Just, I just told a story about how I drove four hours to watch a high school basketball game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've done the same thing. I've driven, yeah, I've driven all over the place to watch these games, too. I remember driving from Cincinnati to Indy to watch a high school game one time. Yeah, I mean, if you're coming to Indy, there's tons of things to do. People are great. Well, just on the basketball thing, like, if you wanted to do a basketball thing, 
figure out a way to be here on a weekend where you could find a good high school game to see what that environment is like on a Friday night, catch a IU or Purdue game on a on a Saturday afternoon, and then catch a Pacers game Saturday night or Sunday or whenever. Like there, you can see all the different levels and how just rabid the fan bases are for all of these schools and all these teams. It's really incredible. Yeah, and don't worry if you're foreign; they're not literally rabid. Right. Some some of them. Just a saying, just an idiom. Depends on what high school you go to. <laughs> just don't get in the Ohio River. That's all I recommend. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, if you want to come visit Indiana, come visit. We just butchered it. But there's a lot of really cool restaurants and like local breweries and stuff you can go to. Uh, there's a minor league baseball team there as well. You can go see them. There's all sorts of fun little things to do in Indianapolis for sure. And then all around the state, you can find different like different malls, different little communities to go dunes. to, and they have different things. There's yeah, we have the dunes. dunes. We got beach. Uh, oh, we do have a beach. I actually don't think I've ever been. There's all yeah. There's all sorts of stuff you can do all around the state, and plus there's a lot of farms if you like farms. Yeah, if you like looking at cows or cow-like things, like. If you've Pigs. never seen industrialized farming on a large scale, <laughs> boy, do we have something to show you. Yeah, well, if you want to see that, go to Oklahoma. Also that. Dude, there's like a cloud of methane across the whole state. I don't know how they do it. What a weird place to end on, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thanks, Willem from Croatia. You are a true fan, and we're so thankful for you. But, Jeremy, that's all the questions we have for today. If we missed your question, sorry, we'll try to answer it in the next one. But keep sending us questions as well. Um, we're really thankful for all the questions you guys have sent to us. And uh, also send us some movies that you'd like us to recast with current and former Pacers as well because that was really fun for me to hear Jeremy do that. <laughs> so, Or if you hated it, also tell us that. Yeah, if you hated it, please please tell us. Um, we won't do any more Star Wars things or Star's War, however you want to say it. Star Wars. Either way. I've heard it both ways. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk more Pacers stuff. We always have more fun, exciting things for you. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Tell your friends. Rate, review, subscribe, blah, 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 everything. Thanks for listening and supporting us. And we'll see you next week. Peace out. about team basketball it's all about playing the game the right way the name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey you play for the indiana pacers that's who you represent represent